0: Welcome to another episode of Viatorian Voices Conversations on the Way. This is Pre Associate Dan Masterton, and I'll be your host for these episodes in the Boulder Dreams series for ministerial formation. Today, we focus on vocation ministry. For this topic, our guest is Sister Debbie Borneman, SSCM. Sister Debbie is a religious sister of St. Cyril and Methodius. She serves the National Religious Vocations Conference, or NRVC, as its Director of Mission Integration. In this role, she leads and provides professional development to religious vocations directors throughout the United States. Her experience in theological studies, ministry, and religious life, as well as in support of vocation ministry, informs excellent perspective for our community to hear. We will share Sister Debbie's reflections across two episodes. To start part one, I complimented NRVC for its outstanding work with data and asked her to share some of the more compelling or surprising numbers about religious life today. Enjoy the conversation.
1: I'm happy to share with you that the National Religious Vocation Conference is a catalyst for vocation discernment and the full flourishing of religious life as sisters, brothers, and priests for the ongoing transformation of the world. As a matter of fact, there are over 700 religious institutes in the United States, with varying charisms, missions, spiritualities, and ministries serving the unmet needs of people in underserved areas throughout the world. Sometimes in conversation with people, they may be familiar with maybe two or three different religious institutes, but are quite surprised when they hear there are over 700 religious institutes in the the United States and over 2,000 in our world. It also may be surprising to learn that in the past three years amid a global pandemic that over 500 women and men made perpetual profession. That's their public vows in the United States. And at the same time, over 900 women and men entered religious life in the past three years. And the other point I want to make right out of the gate is that the majority of religious institutes in the United States have at least one person in initial formation for their congregation. So in essence, God's call is endless. People are responding to it. They're looking, they're searching, and they're discerning.
0: So I think sometimes the news grabbing headlines are when religious congregations discern this like what they're calling the path to completion where they're deciding not to receive new vocations but obviously continuing ministries and praying for the church but this data tells the story of these religious institutes that are ongoing so where do you see like the hope or the upward trajectory in this data Mm
1: -hmm. i think what you just said is so important that we are we really recognize um, that there are religious institutes who are coming to completion but, it's an, but you need to put an and there. And the majority of religious institutes are accepting new members. And sometimes we can get so consumed or overwhelmed with hearing the stories of particular religious institutes coming to completion, and they may hear it as if religious life is coming to completion. And so our mission at the NRVC is to be bold and say, no, God is still calling women and men to holiness, and they are entering religious life. Not only are they entering, but they're also going through the initial formation and they're professing their final vows. I think the point I want to make is that God's call is a mystery. We're not in the business of sales or marketing. It's God's call who prompts someone to to stop and pause in their life to be able to say, you know, where is it that I can best be the person God has created me to be? And so a vocation director is available to walk with, to accompany, to help someone to figure out that answer to their personal call. Our vocation directors are not desperate. They're not looking and saying, well, as soon as I meet someone, I'm gonna hand them the application. Matter of fact, they're trained to be able to walk with people, most importantly, to listen to them, to be able to see Where is it that they can best meet meet the needs of the world today? Um, The other thing with a vocation director is that they're appointed by their major superior. And if they're a diocesan vocation director, they're appointed by their bishop. So this is a ministry. And I wanna emphasize that point that, again, it's not sales, it's ministry. So it takes time to be able to walk with someone and to tell them a little bit more about the application process, what it entails, just because someone is saying, oh, me, well, I don't know. That's kind of how they approach it. Oh, well, maybe, I don't know, that they're not going to be handed an application the first time they utter those words or they ponder aloud. Matter of fact, our vocation directors, they want to be with someone to be able to say, tell me a little bit more about what's going on in your life.
0: That's good. I used to tell the teenagers I taught in high school theology that A vocation director is not like a job recruiter or a headhunter. There's not positions that are trying to be filled. Instead, they're trying to find people who are curious about what God's inviting them to do and help them understand who they are and how they can respond to God's call. And that it's that accompaniment and not a recruitment process. So vocation ministry encompasses a whole religious institute. It's leadership, it's members, maybe it's lay collaborators and associates. So let's talk about that formal leadership. Like, What is a vocation director What should the members and the people who collaborate with the community expect that individual man or woman to be responsible for and be doing on behalf of the whole community?
1: Mm -hmm. That's a great question. So vocation directors who are appointed by their major superiors or by their bishops, if it's a diocesan vocation directors, they're really the first contact with people who want to discern their vocation. And so people who hear God's call, the idea behind that is, is that, well, actually, God doesn't call one time you know, people have this image of, whoa, you know, God called me and it's once and done. For every person in our world, God calls us every day, all the time. So it's not like, oh, I only have to have a conversation with God once, whether I want to be a sister, brother, priest, married, single, deacon, you know, like, no, a vocation director is someone who walks with someone and say, guess what? you heard the voice of God, that's great. I want you to hear the voice of God for the rest of your life now. So I think that (laughs) point of being able to say to someone, um, how is it that we can, vocation directors, when someone's awakened to God's call to say, that's what deep prayer life is all about, is that you do hear the voice of God through others, through scripture, through music. And so a vocation director will be able to walk with the person to say, now that you hear the voice of God, how do you feel God is calling you? to this life of holiness. And for most people, quite frankly, Dan, they don't know and that's okay. A vocation director isn't coming up with a prepared plan. Well, by first week they have to have this done or by the second month they have to have this done. No, a vocation director is there to be able to say, well, let's walk together a little bit. Why don't you read a little bit from these these scriptures and let's come back and let's meet again. What is it that you hear within these scriptures? Or I want you to want you come over and pray with the brothers, and just spend some time with us. And then, well, how was that experience for you? So it's the things the vocation director does is to first accompany people who are interested specifically. In their vocation so there are spiritual directors who can help people if they want to know more about their faith but vocation director someone wants to discern their vocation they walk with them they give them invitations to get to know the other members of the community they also get to know other religious institutes good vocation director will show them and say hey I have an invitation Why don't you go over to their come and see event or they're having an overnight retreat you might want to do this or their service and so a vocation director We'll show them the variety, member over 700 religious institutes so that they're better able to make a choice, whether that is to be single, to be married, to be in religious life or to be in diocesan priesthood. And then if someone says, yes, they are interested and, and they start demonstrating that, you know, when you ask the question, where do you want to be a year from now, vocation directors ask that question and someone says, I think I'd like to, I think I'd like to be a member of your community the vocation director is going to help them through the application process as well.
0: So will you maybe just say a quick word about what a vocation director is looking for in terms of when a candidate's clarity and convictions and discernment is progressing, and then what sort of things the vocation director has to do with them on that path towards application and formation?
1: I think, number one, the vocation director is looking at the person as they are today not necessarily where they want to be 10 years from now but today are they a person of prayer how do they pray you know is it a quick get up in the morning okay god good day today you know show me the way or do they get up in the morning and maybe they journal or maybe they're in quiet in their intentional silence a sacred silence or they're going to mass in the morning or they're volunteering you know at the soup kitchen or volunteering at any any agency but who are they today so Are they a person of prayer are they someone who sees service as sacred not a resume builder but do they recognize that service is something that really they may be called to do for the rest of their life also i think it's important to recognize is are they capable of living within a community you can be a person of prayer you can be a person who is of service but living in with community definitely takes different sets of behaviors That we have to be able to say do you have the capacity to empathize do you have the capacity to give people the benefit of the doubt do you have the capacity to initiate and not just enter community to be taken care of for the rest of your life so vocation director is mindful of the person's prayer the way they live service and then also in particular for religious life it's important to know can they be what do they bring to the community not necessarily what they'll get from the community Mm
0: So then speaking of the community, you have the vocation director with this formal appointment and these expected expectations and responsibilities. What about the rest of the community? You have all these brothers or sisters within the community, maybe some lay associates or collaborators. You also maybe have professional pastoral staff in your parishes or schools or ministries. What can the vocation director and the members of the community expect of one another? What can all of these other members do? To contribute and prioritize this vocation awareness, and you know the cultivation of people who will maybe would enter discernment.
1: This is probably the most exciting question that you're asking, because sometimes people are paralyzed and they say, "Well, I, that's not my job." And and actually, there was a study done by the USCCB a couple of years ago, and in this study, what I found fascinating was is that those who were invited by one other person to consider a vocation to religious life or priesthood were twice as likely, twice as likely to consider it. And those who were invited by three different people at three different times were five times as likely to consider a vocation to religious life or priesthood. Now, think about that in your own life. You know, when someone says something to you, you're kind of taken by surprise, and you're like, well, I never thought of that before, but okay, oh, it stays with you. No, no one's forcing you to do it, but they're inviting. And that's the important part. But then if someone else says something and then another person says something, you put a little weight behind that to be able to say, maybe they're seeing something in me that I don't see within myself. Maybe I need to take some time and really pray about this. Maybe I need to find out who a vocation director is and talk through it. So I would say religious, lay collaborators, the entire church. I like to use the acronym PIE, P-I-E. we can invite everyone to pray for vocations, invite people that they know to consider discerning their vocation, and then encourage them after they've made their choice. So whether they've made their choice to stay single or to enter a diocese or enter a different religious institute or become engaged and get married, we should encourage them in their vocational choice for the rest of their life. Mm -hmm. So if the entire church could embrace vocations a wider view it's important to certainly encourage vocations to our religious institutes That's what we're here for we have to have a wider view to be able to say well maybe someone did discern with us for a while and now they're married and they have three children and you know what we got to encourage them because it's not easy none of the vocations are easy and we shouldn't just look at a single lens as if We're only encouraging those who are moving towards application. So the last point I want to make there is, as a matter of fact, newer entrants are most likely to be encouraged by members of the Institute, okay, friends and parishioners in their parish, more so than their parents, their siblings, and their grandparents. So everyone, your prayer matters, your invitation matters, and your encouragement matters. I
0: hope you enjoyed this episode. Folks who would like to learn more about NRVC can visit nrvc.net. Our thanks to Sister Debbie for sharing her insights and our prayers for Sister Debbie and NRVC's continued ministries with young people. To learn more about the Viatorians or invite vocational accompaniment, email us at vocations or DM us on social media at Viatorian USA. On behalf of Brother Peter and the Viatorian community, I'm pre-associate Dan Masterton. Venerable Louis Kerbs, inspire us. St. Vider, pray for us. Adored and loved be Jesus.